All right. So, uh, you know what? I'm I'm probably gonna have to start that again. Is that all right? Yeah, absolutely. All right. I'll uh I'll redo my my shitty another time. But uh, yeah. Today I have with me Ethan McCarthy of uh, Primitive Man and Vermin Womb, and he also did some uh, some writing with uh, Withered on their last record. Also formerly of Clinging to the Trees of a Forest Fire, which is fucking awesome. Uh, you can leave that part out. You oh, really? <laughs> I mean, I'm proud of the music that we did, but people didn't take us seriously because that name, I mean, the whole time, like an uphill battle, but we were just too damn stubborn to change it. Oh, whatever, man. At least it's it was a word shorter or a few words shorter than success will write apocalypse across the sky is that it yeah yeah a little bit shorter than that whatever man band all band names are stupid anyway yeah you know you're right about that but anyway um this is actually the second go at this because my computer took a shit and if it <laughs> and if it does so again i'm gonna have to just like postpone this until i can afford a better computer because i don't want to keep wasting your time man that's cool man but i'm <coughs> i'm down to to do it so. oh shit dude what are you getting into over there <coughs> no nothing so a little bit of water down the wrong pipe <laughs> <laughs> hey man you're supposed to lie and be like man i just fucking vaporized i don't know i mean i'm smoking a joint it wasn't really water <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking right. So, just to keep it fresh, I won't ask you the same questions uh, that I that I asked you before. Um, just to get right into it. So, from clean to the trees of a for- forest fire up until primitive man, how has your approach to writing changed or evolved over the over the years? What's the 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 main things that you would see is different um well you know man i really like focus on the song as a whole now i think that back with clinging you know i tried to do that but it was really about like just fucking just disgusting riffs and we'll just piece these together because it's grindcore and who gives a shit you know i was also so young when we started that band so it was just a, a more reckless approach, I guess, to writing songs than it is now. I just think things through a little bit more now, you know? Well, it's definitely more developed. Well, the songs definitely have a bit more development in uh, Primitive Man than, you know, Clean to the Trees of a Forest Fire. Do you find that it's that it's harder to write these uh, songs for Primitive Man, or do you find it like a bit more natural, a bit more flowing? To um... Well, there's kind of a long answer to that question. So when I started the band, it was like, you know, I'd, I'd only been playing grindcore. I mean, we had doom in our music, but basically I'd only been playing grindcore for almost a decade and like death metal type stuff and just, you know, punk or whatever. And so I don't know, man, like with writing slower music, I felt like I had to think harder about it. 
I feel like it is actually more difficult to play slow music than it is fast music. I feel like you have, for, for me at least, in my experience, I had more of a luxury with fast music to just, you know, fast riff after fast riff. You can do like a stick click in between riffs with grind and shit. There's just less emphasis on like trying to write these like epic moving compositions, you know, than there is with uh, Doom, I guess, you know? Oh, it's definitely, yeah, there's more fucking open space to notice fuck-ups and shit like that, you know? Yeah, yeah, you know, or like, and I just kind of had to learn how to adjust with that, and so then I felt like it made me a better songwriter, and then I feel like with writing fast music now that I'm writing better fast music because I kind of went through that period where I was like trying to figure out what I was doing with Primitive Man. I also think that through all these years of playing, I've like grown into my style, I put that in quotes, you know. Um, well, so that, had, sorry, go ahead. So that's that's kind of helped me. Also, you know, I was still kind of trying to figure out what I wanted to do with clinging. It was all over the place. It was like a hodgepodge of all extreme music that we liked, and now it's more of a focused effort in the bands I'm in now. You know. So for for let's say a primitive man song versus a vermin womb song, do you have like any sort of ethos or mission statement for each obviously not exactly that but is there kind of like a prime directive for for each band you know that that you can somewhat articulate well for primitive man it's like i want to write really good songs that are super crushing um and for vermin womb i want to write the most disgusting fast music that I can and like not hold back with it um you know I still try to write good songs with it and it's just it's just like a different approach like I don't know man I feel like I don't want to say that I don't have to think as hard with Vermin Womb but I definitely Well, I guess I, 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 I guess I do have to think really hard when I write for a man songs, man. Just the speed of stuff, you can just really tell if something is slopped together shittily. When you're, you know, like with with my fast bands, like with Vermin Womb, it's like it's a a mess of crazy ass riffs with just different blast beat after different blast beat after different blast beat. So it's more about aggression and insanity, I guess, than it is about good songs <laughs> oh, that, that totally makes sense man like they're two totally different animals indeed so I mean I want the songs to be good I just I don't know man it's just uh, I'm, I guess I guess it's still I guess you know after talking to you I guess it's still the same it is still kind of a a reckless approach I just think I'm better at it because I've been doing do so. you uh with writing fast stuff you know because I was saying that Clinging was a more reckless approach. I mean, I feel like Vermin Womb's the same thing. I'm just a little bit better at doing it. Do you find there's, like, some some sort of beauty to that reckless approach, though? Do you find that sometimes, you know, you can you can think something to death? And you ever yeah. had that moment where you, you probably just wrote something really fast and just fucking shit it out? And it was like, wow, that was fucking awesome. Yeah, man, it definitely. It's super freeing. And it's just nice to be able to get that that aspect out. Like I, I view the two bands like they have like a different mood and it's like a different emotional state and mind frame that I'm into when I'm writing for them. You know, because I write, I, I sing and do the lyrics too. So there's like this whole other piece there. 
you know um so it's freeing to have to be able to be in the mind frame for like vermin wound because i can just like shoot out some fast riffs and it's super disgusting sounding and we put blast beats over it and just try to keep going with it instead of like thinking about this transition how how long are we going to play this song because you know with vermin when we're not going to play it that long in primitive man we could play a riff for like five minutes yeah yeah you know so hopefully that makes a little bit of sense that <laughs> no no totally man do you uh do you think that if you kind of had the same approach to writing uh, a Vermin Womb song as you did for a Primitive Man song, like if you kind of, you know, put it through revisions and, and, you know, gave it the same sort of treatment, do you think it would turn out better or worse? Or do you think it would it would just turn into a fast Primitive Man song? I think it would just turn into a fast Primitive Man song. Because I'm just like trying to... I'm, also, I'm trying to give them such a... a a different feel because I do the same role in each band, you know? So it's like, I don't really want them to sound all that much the same or anything. You know what I mean? Now for you, like when you hear a song from, from somebody else that someone else has written, what's first of all, I guess I should say what's like, uh, who are some songwriters that you or some musicians that you really aspire to, to be or to be as good as you know who are some of your icons for that um you know scott kelly and steve until and neurosis dudes um the band corrupted as a whole is, is just amazing like especially the last three releases that they put out have just been as absolutely killer dude like some of the best doom songs i feel like that are in existence damn um who else? I really like Steve Austin from Today is the Day, and his, his shit is, is just batshit crazy, and I guess, like, I love that about it, and I, I try to apply that approach also to the faster mans I'm in, you know? Like, I think a lot about Today is the Day when I'm doing that kind of stuff. Um, even though it's not grindcore, it's just the vibe, you know? It's like a real harsh vibe. Yeah. Other, like, other than it being batshit crazy, what are, like, like, Neurosis, for example, what's something that What's a quality to their to their songwriting to their music that you you sort of have focused in on and are like, man? It's just every riff hits perfectly. Like every song is written just front to back amazing to me. I mean you know I don't know, man. I just feel like they write some of the best songs ever for extreme music. They do, man. They're fucking ridiculous band like you can't fuck with neurosis you know they've been doing it for so long like they've played fucking just straight punk like crust shit and then they developed this style of their own and they like really run you know ran with it and there's been plenty of people who have tried to imitate neurosis but neurosis is the best at that shit hands down like you cannot take the funk on that yeah i, I can never you know because i'm always thinking on that i can never pinpoint what it is about it that i fucking love but i i'll tell you this much like i'd never be able to have this conversation we're having with anyone in that band oh really are they they don't like this kind of stuff well i don't know i'd just be like i wouldn't know what the fuck to ask i'd be like uh you guys fucking rule like i don't know right yeah 
anyways what uh, i mean i don't know that's those are you know some of the feet the first ones that come to mind i also really like justin broderick in Godflesh. oh right on um and i'm really into like Stephen o'malley and greg anderson stuff but these are all for like different reasons so i feel like Stephen o'malley and greg anderson have done some really crazy shit sonically like those sun records white one and white two are really interesting to me and black one like i mean i like their whole catalog but those records really changed a lot of things for me you know and conate too if you're familiar with that doom band yeah man um else i guess the, those are the first ones that come to mind i mean you know justin broderick it's like a little bit industrial but his guitar riffs are super heavy yeah that last fucking uh godflesh was really good oh dude i loved it i felt like it was the best one um since street cleaner yeah i, I really did because you know as much as i love justin broderick some of that in the middle godflesh shit sucks <laughs> Like people can say it doesn't, but it does. Some of it is pretty new metal-y and crappy. I like the production of the new one. Like I like that old street cleaner production, but I don't know, man. Like I normally I wouldn't like such a polished uh, sound. But I was like, man, this fucking sounds awesome. Well, I, I know a lot of people I was talking to were really harshed out by that. I didn't care because the the songs were cool, you know. Yeah. You know, I, I I mean, I like the way that Street Cleaner sounds, but I don't care if it's a little bit cleaner as long as the songs are the way they are, you know. That EP, too, that they put out right before the World Lit Only by Fire, um, what is that called? I mean, look. Oh, I haven't heard it. I didn't oh, it up. It's so good. If you liked that last one, you'll really like this one. It's um, Decline and Fall EP. Decline and Fall EP. And that's really good. The third song especially is a banger. Nice. Yeah, I'll check it out after, man. Fuck. Now, with your like with your own writing, do you find that you have a sort of like a few sort of go-to formulas that you're constantly trying to move away from? You know what I mean? Does that make any sense? Yeah, I do. There's some things that I'll do by default that I that I'll you know that I'll notice myself doing. Um, there's some things that I embrace too. Like I do everything in even numbers for the most part. Like it's a rare thing if it's an odd number. And I used to really hate that about myself. Like in clinging, we would not, we would do all sorts of weird numbers and shit. And then when I started primitive man, I was like, well, you know, I'm going to like do like James Brown. I'm like going to go on my fours and eights. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's just, I, I've, I've enjoyed it, you know? Well, that's good to, you know, to constantly look at your own, you know, strategies that you, you, uh, that you employ to, to write songs and shit, but yeah, and if, if it works. D beats too, like I'll just like throw in a D beat when I don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah. So we I all, stopped doing that. Uh, everybody does I, that. That was a problem for a while. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome, man. So like, um. Uh, Let's say you're just like sitting, sitting around, like noodling around with guitar. As far as like a riff, like when you're sort of getting a riff rolling, I don't know. What? Where do you start? Are you, are you thinking of a feeling? Are you thinking of another band riff? Are you thinking about something like where does nor the normal just like blank slate inspiration come from for you? 
Um, well, if like so, if I, I mean, if I'm like sitting down with the guitar to write something because we have a, a deadline or something, like we have to go into the studio and I have to finish something or something like that, it's usually really like about you know like what kind of vibe am I going for? What have we not done already on these songs? This kind of stuff. So it's pretty. I guess sort of sort of calculated I mean I'm not going to do anything that I'll feel great about but that sort of thing but if I'm just like sitting down and writing just to write I don't know I just kind of play until I like what's going on yeah that's cool um you know or like you know I was kind of telling you earlier you know like I'll have riff ideas in my head and rhythms and and like rough notes and you know I'll be walking around with them thinking about them for a while and I'll just kind of try to transpose it on the guitar do you ever uh, like take rough notes? Like, do you got a notepad, or do you sing into your phone, or or do you just kind of? Um, I will sing into my phone sometimes, but then I always forget about them. I used to write them down on paper, and then I would like not fully remember what I was talking about. So, you know, a lot of it will be if I'll be thinking about it long enough to remember it to where I have the like, like I'll be thinking about it for several days, and then when I finally have time to get to my guitar if i remember it it usually becomes a solid thing uh, that's pretty cool like if you've gone over it on your head in your head to remember it eh? yeah and another thing is too is if it's good enough for me to remember it uh for that long i've probably made some edits and shit already you know in my mind so that's that's pretty cool man you know i mean most for me most of my stuff like if we don't have a a deadline or anything man like a lot of it just kind of comes in my in my you know in my mind first before i even really pick up a guitar you know like sometimes i'll be inspired by something and i'll like want to write a song that that encapsulates this vibe or this sort of riff or whatever you know but most of the time it really is just i'm just sitting around at work or something or driving and i'll have this rhythm and this kind of riff in my head and that's usually how it starts most of it you know yeah that's awesome do you do you find sometimes you'll uh i don't know you'll hear a song or you'll see a band or have some other form of music sort of plant a seed in your in your mind about a new song that you'd like to kind of do your own way yeah definitely man i get inspired all the time like I'll just see bands that are really, you know, really good, like stuff that blows my mind on the road or just people that come through town. And I'll be like, man, that was a cool idea. Like, I wonder how I could do something that's cool like that. Like sometimes, you know, I'll have that stuff happen. Do you ever, uh, are you ever conscious that you're like, oh man, I'm totally ripping these guys off. Or do you embrace it? Like, oh, this is me doing my best, uh, tribute to this idea. Um, I mean, I'm definitely trying to change it enough to where it's like not a complete ripoff. A lot of time, it'll be like a timing thing. Like I take most of the inspiration in terms of like song arrangement and and timing and stuff that that dudes will pull out. Like I'll think that they'll just do something amazing that like brings the song together, you know, more than like a riff. Ah, uh, okay, just like more on the the back end, like the arrangement side of things. Yeah, because that's just become really important to me, you know, like i was saying before with clinging it's like that just wasn't as important to me as it is now it's like i just stop playing grindcore and start playing doom and then get back into playing grindcore again to like figure all that out <laughs> no it's true man well 
like you were saying with Neurosis, like they're fucking masters of uh, of like cool arrangement moves, as I as I call them, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, and I've loved them for a long time, even before I was playing this stuff. I mean, I've always wanted to play slow music. I just wasn't doing it. But uh, I mean, I, I'm hard pressed to find anybody who has written. I mean, like Times of Grace, like you cannot fuck with that album. I don't care who you are. Like I, you know, you've not written a record better than that one. Man, that's a that's a fucking good point. You know, or even I mean, I I think that Sun That Never Sets is is and that's actually my favorite one, which is complete blasphemy to say, I guess. No, man, I say that all the time. People think I'm a fucking moron. Yeah, but it's I, like no, that one is just as good as the other ones. I mean, they are like at the, they're firing on every fucking cylinder on their record, man. Yeah, that you know, it's always good. through silver and blood or times of grace, and you get you get the the eyebrow if you say something never sets right. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. I was like, well, whatever. Times of grace is outstanding. However, <laughs> I'm gonna start saying the new one is the best one. <laughs> yeah, people really won't like it. <laughs> it's good, but I, I mean, I like the new one, but it's my least favorite Neurosis record. Oh, really? Yeah, people. I've I've heard people say that about a I Have Every Storm, but I think that that's also a solid record. And I think that Given to the Rising is absolutely amazing too, man. This last one just uh, it felt. I mean, I hope that those guys never hear this, but whatever I felt, I felt it felt like uh it was like their solo projects coming together and doing an neurosis record this last time for me less than like a you know just like a, a neurosis record all together you know yeah i know what you mean it just had like a little bit of that solo album feel you know well, just like the Scott Kelly and C. Montel stuff which is awesome on its own but you kind of want to you go to the fucking you go to the rodeo to see some fucking cowboys, right? You don't want to, you don't want to fucking see the solo shit at a neurosis. Yeah, man. You know, like I want, if I want to be a sad bastard, I'll put on blood and time, you know? Yeah. But if I don't, you know, if I'm like, I want to hear like some pissed off fucking deep ass man rage with neurosis, <laughs> you know, <laughs> my, or, you know, some deep thinking, like that's some deep thinking music, you know? My, uh, my least favorite is the, what is it? Uh, pain of mind. Oh, uh, well, yeah. I mean, Everyone's I'm talking like, like oh, up to come a on, That's the fucking classic. I don't know, man. Yeah. I mean, those earlier records are cool. I, uh, I don't think that I really like anything like souls at zero on up is when I think of like, for me, my experience with neurosis is, the, is those. Yeah. You know, I'm sure but, that album is cool, but I don't know. It's not Neurosis, you know. It should be a different band. Yeah, man. It's just not the same. Now, uh, Sorry, the dogs. Oh, dude, don't sweat it. Now, now your lyrics are uh, are fucking pretty intense, man. Like, what? I don't know. What's uh, what's like a lyric session like for you? Mostly, do you do you have like a topic? that pertains to the song or do you have an idea and what's that sort of uh, workflow like um I, I write a lot anyway uh just lyrics you know poems or something i mean i wouldn't really call them that but just lyric like i just write stuff down 
So <clears throat> sometimes they're both created independently of one another. Um, but again, like if we've had a deadline, we've written a song, and a lot of times, you know, the lyrics and the vocals are the last thing to happen. So a lot of times I'll have to really think about what I want to write about and if it will go with the vibe that this song has. But I have like stacks and stacks of lyrics and stuff. And sometimes I'll go through those stacks and like not find anything that I think works for that song. And then I'll have to write something. Do you write like every day or what? When When's like a writing session usually? Well, you know, man, I used to write every day. And as I've gotten older, I just have less time. So now I write you know probably like once a month or you know maybe like if if shit is is uh particularly difficult in my life i'll probably write maybe a couple of times a week because i'll be too depressed to fuck with anything else so i'm just like yeah that's what i'll do you know do you find it sort of a a good healing process the catharsis of kind of writing out what you're thinking even if you're not writing out directly what you're thinking or what you're feeling yeah man sometimes you know when you like can't talk to anybody about something you can write it out and that'll help you process it a little bit sometimes though you can write it out and it'll make you more upset <laughs> so that's you know because this is all real like negative shit or like real uh per- deep personal stuff I'm writing about so you know you know keep that in mind or whatever I don't really write about like fantasy stuff or like the devil or any of that shit so most of the most of the lyrical contents like just your take on something your your perception of something yeah so it'll be like inner problems or I'll, i've like written songs about like police killings and stuff you know like political issues you know here and there i, I mostly write about things going on in my life but every once in a while i'll write about a world issue i mean there's usually like one song or two per record that I'll write about a world issue. So. Does it feel, does it ever feel weird to have, you know, lyrics that are really pertaining to, to your own, you know, life? Yeah, it's pretty weird sometimes, but I've been doing it for so long, I didn't really think about it until um, maybe like two years ago, some guy got on the internet and was making fun of me for my lyrics and that's happened a couple of times with primitive man no one gave enough of a shit about clinging to ever do that so when that happened with primitive man it was like kind of a crappy feeling you know because it's like you're putting your heart and soul out there and people are a critic and that's a lame thing (laughs) being a critic like when they when people criticize your lyrics it feels lame like when they make fun of you for that shit it doesn't feel very good oh yeah absolutely man like you know like if i were writing about like fucking goat lords and all this shit i don't think that i would care or if i were writing about weed you know or something but i'm not so you know it's always good to have uh you know some sort of personal touch to your to your lyrics and i i feel the more you have the more of that you have the like i don't know it, it just feels like you're what you're doing isn't as silly you know yeah i mean we're pretty you know pretty serious bands it's just like a serious project you know like all the stuff that i write is always really serious but yeah. as, as far as lyrics go is there uh 
other than like Neurosis and the bands that we talked about, is there is there like a writer? Is there like a uh, a poet? Is there someone who uses the English language in a way that you're like, fuck yeah, like that's really good? Yeah, I mean, I I you know. I really like Jacob Bannon's lyrics um, up to like, you know, like a certain, there's like a certain record that I think is really well written. Um, I used to, you know, I, I still like Converge up to a certain point. I used to really love them a lot when I was younger. Um, and I still think Jane Doe is an amazing record too, actually. Um, that one's a big part of my life. But, uh, you know, him, um, who else do I think is a good lyricist? I mean, I like a lot of poets. Like, like I like a lot of Bukowski shit, which is like a, uh, like an almost shameful thing to say these days. But why is it, why is it shameful? Well, just because he's like kind of a misogynist, you know. People fucking criticize that dude, and a lot of times, like liking Bukowski is equated with like the neck beard, mouth breathing kind of guy, you know. <laughs> Well, shit, man. Thanks for but, the warning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've had to learn that one the hard way, too. <laughs> but, um, but I like a lot of Bukowski stuff. Um, I like a lot of Burroughs stuff. I think that... It's like it's because you asked me. I can't think of, of... I mean, shit, Scott Kelly's lyrics are really good, but, um, you know, Neurosis... I, I like the lyrics for them and stuff, but he the stuff he's written for Blood and Time, some of that is really heavy and really good. What, um, do, you, what do you like about it in particular? Is it does it just? It's just like so vulnerable and true. Yeah, you can just feel like I don't know. I can do. I'm like he's. I'm convinced that he feels that. There's there's like some bands I'm not convinced. You know what I mean? But I'm convinced with him. Why do you think that is? That it makes you know. That it's like appealing to hear someone at their lowest and at their weakest and at their their most vulnerable, you know. I don't know why I find that appealing. Um, I think it's because I can relate. Uh, you know, like I find I find like a lot of comfort in bands who I can relate to with what they're singing about and stuff, you know. So I think that that's part of it. If someone's putting themselves out there like that, it makes you feel a little bit, I don't want to say like less alone, but I don't know. You can, there's just something about like when you're going through a hard time and you read some lyrics that pertain to your situation, dude, there's like, that's, that's a great feeling. It's solely a, a feeling of not being alone, you know? Yeah. Now, adversely, like you had said, some, some dudes you could, you know, read the lyrics and be like oh this is put on without i guess in the nicest way possible without naming names can you name some names <laughs> who's a band that you hear just to to give an example of like ah this seems kind of like not right and you don't have to answer if you don't want right oh man i don't want to you know i don't want to even give any details on that oh that's fine man you know like i you know because here's the thing is is who at the end of the day like who am i and you know, like, like, what can I say about what other man's art? You know. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Like I, or another woman's art. Sorry to be not politically correct, but I just, you know, I just like, you know, what can I say about someone else's creation? Like, 
like I may not believe you but that you may really feel that way you know like <laughs> no that's a good point I probably shouldn't ask that was a bad question I mean I would love like I would be so fun to tell you who I think sucks like maybe I'll tell you when you're not recording <laughs> But it's I, more, you know, I don't want to, you know, man, I, I don't want to be that kind of guy. I guess I'm just trying to give the listener, if there is a listener, probably not. But anyways, just to give them an idea of like what one person's take on ultra genuine music being Scott Kelly is versus what they would think of as like, uh, obviously like the, the random pop shit you hear in the radio, we can fucking all agree yeah, I mean, I don't know, like, shit, let me try to give you, like, you know what? Um, no, I, I like that stuff, there's a lot of pop, you know what, like, fucking 90% of it, I'm like, oh, this is fucking catchy as hell, like, I don't give a shit what it's about. Yeah, exactly, I mean, there's, like, a lot of rap I listen to, too, where it's just, like, it's just, like, trash, but I don't give a shit, <laughs> you know, I don't care, it's good. Like I like it, you know. I like, I like, I like it. But. With rap though, sometimes if it's not trash enough, like, all right, here I'll name some names. Aesop Rock, super talented, but I can't get into it, man. He's like, uh, he's yeah, I don't smart. like that kind of shit. I don't like like Immortal Technique or like any of that. Stuff. No, no, it's too good. I just don't like it. I like the like any of those like rhyme savers, like Atmosphere and stuff. Like I don't like. <laughs> But I like Lil Ugly Mane because Lil Ugly Mane is a fucking scumbag. Yeah, those are the fucking best dudes. Yeah, man. And, like, you know, I like, like, a lot of 3-6 Mafia. Currency is my – Spitta from, you know, Currency is my favorite rapper right, right now. It has been for a while. You know, like, I like a lot of, like, down south rap, you know. I'll take a Ghostface record over a fucking Atmosphere record any day. Yeah, I mean, I like Wu Tang Clan and all that shit too. You know, definitely that. I mean, I, you know, I'm not, I, <laughs> but yeah, I'm not. I can't get with all that other stuff. <laughs> Dude, I always have the conversation where someone will like scientifically prove that the rapper is better. It's like, listen to his vocabulary. Like, I don't give a fuck about his vocabulary. I'm like, yeah, dude. Those are the that's the guys that like that stuff though. Yeah. If they'll be like, no, no, listen here, like you need to be enlightened on some real <laughs> shit. I'm like, no, that's not it. All right, yeah, that's like, not this it. Guy, this guy just rhymed fuck with fuck like six times. We're like, yeah, and it was fucking brilliant. I love I'm this like, shit. Yeah, I'm like, what's the problem? <laughs> <laughs> just, you know. Yeah, well, I guess that uh, that just shows the level of maturity that you possess. Yeah, I wish I could think of some other people who've inspired me lyrically. I just feel like I'm like put on the spot, and I haven't like looked to another lyricist for so for inspiration for so long because I've just been doing my own thing for so long. And I just like don't have a really good answer on that other than neurosis, you know. Oh, that's that's totally uh, totally fine, man. Yeah, like I wish I could think of like some some grindcore guys or like this kind of shit, but the, you know a lot of that stuff. Like I think that the dude from Pig Destroyer, Jr. is like a really good writer. You know, I think that his shit is crazy sounding and it's just well written, but it, it's like you know like horror movie equivalent shit. Yeah, know? it's like the. I guess he takes that like kind of death metal fantasy shit to a fucking dark ass place, you know. Yeah, which like I like I mean I think his lyrics are good. Like with him, I think that he had some shit happen in his life 
and then he put that through like a super dirty filter and then that's how he's writing it out that's how it reads to me and so I think he's real good you know um but I listen to a lot of stuff where the lyrics are just like about like fucking Satan or like you know just this metal kind shit. of pro magnet shit yeah, you yeah. know what I mean now with the uh, like and stuff you know when you go to do vocals like when you go to record them do you have patterns like in your head do you demo that sort of thing how does how does that process go with you oh man so i will have patterns in my head before i have lyrics applied um for how the vocals should go and then sometimes those patterns will change depending on the syllables and the word you know okay so you'll instead of trying to squeeze the the lyrics in you'll kind of adjust the pattern yeah, yeah, or I'll like I'll I'll um draw words out probably that shouldn't be to make it fit. But I'm doing like a lot of gutturals so it doesn't it works for me, yeah. you know. Do you uh I don't know, do you do you do a lot of different revisions with that sort of thing or is it kind of the first yeah, there, there's usually a lot of revisions. Um, in the last couple of recordings, I've had to write the lyrics and the patterns on the day of the studio. Holy shit. Yeah, so that's been a little bit stressful. And it's got, you know, it'll go through like, like on the last recording, I did the vocals three times because I was so unhappy with what was going on. Like each song I did like three different takes, you know, with like different approaches and stuff. And then I'll have to go back and edit the lyrics. Sometimes they'll, they'll get chopped. So like in order for me to get the point across that I was trying to get across, I'll, um, I'll have to kind of rewrite them a little bit like then and there, you know? Yeah. So, but when I have time and, and there's no deadline and stuff like that. Like I'll have patterns and then I'll think of the pattern while I'm writing the lyrics and the idea. It's like an all together thing. Oh, that's, that's awesome. With the, with that one that you did three times, did you find that, uh, that made you happier with the end result, or do you think you're happier when you just had the pattern solidified? Um, I'm way happier when I get to do it in advance. I actually don't ever want to have to do that shit again like in the studio that day because I'm like second guessing everything the whole time and I'm not happy with it. I mean, dude, I'm probably not happy with it until I've heard it enough times to be familiar with it. And then I just accept what it is. Um, that makes in that instance, you know what I mean? Like I go with what I think is best that day, but even then I'm like, Oh fuck. Like, I don't know. You know, well, I guess it's the constant rethinking that you do. Right. Yeah, I mean, I guess that probably is for anybody. That could be with anything. I mean, if you have, like, a guitar solo, you know, I'm sure that that happens to dudes that do that stuff, you know, or anything like that. I mean, I know it happens for drummers, too, and all that, you know. When it comes to, like, um, you know, records and the last... Because the last thing you put out was that split with Northless, right? Yeah. Now, how, how long does it usually take you until you're, like, sick of your old shit that you've written is it like the next day or does it take a little while um 
Mm, Not necessarily so, sick of it, but you know what I mean. Yeah, no, I do know what you mean. So, you know, Primitive Man, uh, it's, well, all right. So we put out our first record. The drummer that's on the first record um, and us split. We got the new guy, wrote a bunch of songs with the new guy, and then on the road, like, played a bunch of the new stuff we've written with him and some of the old songs. And so then by the time we get to record the new songs, we've been playing them for so long and then we'll record them. And it's like kind of exciting because they're recorded, but then you'll go on the road and play them and you hate them because they're like a year old. You know what I mean? Um, so, so does that it took a decent amount of time for you to, to kind of yeah, be like, and I mean, like I can pro- probably like a year with some songs, you know, like, cause you know, if we've toured on it and played them a bunch and, and they've they've been a thing i'm like pretty sick of it you know like the songs that are on the we have an ep called home is where the hatred is and i'm like sick of every single one of those songs have you just played them a lot live yeah i just played them a ton live and you know just played them a ton live before they recorded played them a ton live after they were recorded and toured on the record i'm just like sick of it they become it- those songs that you like could probably be in like a comatose state and still not fuck it up yeah that has happened there's been there's been shows where it's just like when it's over i'm like man i didn't like pay attention to fucking anything and we just kind of got through. <laughs> it's like when you're driving somewhere and you're like how the fuck did i get here like yeah exactly man just like that muscle memory kicks in and you're just going you know yeah. now for the new stuff like are you guys uh are you guys in the process of writing some some new jams yeah, so the so well this this relates to what I was saying earlier. So then our second drummer isn't with the band anymore. So then we have a new drummer now, and we've written three songs with him, and we played two of them on the road, and then we played two old songs. So you know by the time and they're long, they're each like fifteen minutes long. The new songs. So by the time uh, we get to recording those, I'll probably hate them too, or you know. Yeah, because yeah. we toured on them for like six months this time before they were recorded. So that was kind of a, a weird experience too, you know what I mean? Now for the new stuff, like how how would you say it's different from uh from either Home is where the hatred is or the split with Northless? Like have you is it pretty much just you guys doing you guys or have you consciously tried to uh you know drift away from sounding like an old recording or how's the how's the outlook been for the new stuff um well so the new stuff is is closer to the the northless split um because it is much slower like we are very we are way slower now i mean i think it sounds heavier um, we ha- we still have like D beats and blast beats every now and then, but um, like a bulk of our stuff is just like sickening and slow. I mean, it's the slowest music I've ever played and the slowest stuff that Permanent Man has ever done. Um, you know, with previous lineups and stuff, not everybody wanted to be that slow. So we would play some, we would, you know, I would come with riffs that were real slow and then they would turn into like a kind of a faster version of themselves when the band kind of got on it, you know? So I say that's like the biggest noticeable difference now is that we, we, 
it, as cliche as it sounds, like we sound like we've always wanted to sound now. It's like real, real slow. Do you find uh, it's difficult to to keep it interesting and to keep it uh, to keep it flowing when you're always super slow? Because I find with Primitive Man, even though it seems to be like very slow and very doomy the whole time you guys still manage to put in like a lot of dynamics that keep the song moving along and, and change it up enough that it's not just a a sun o song you know what i mean yeah man i mean you know sometimes it's hard um and when it is difficult and i feel like it's boring or like you know monotonous or we're not doing a good job i'll just like take a rest on it if i can like especially because you know with this newer stuff it's the slowest stuff we've ever done so like the the one of the songs that we played um has actually we kind of wrote it and changed it while we were on tour because we were playing it live every night and figuring out things that work things that didn't work what we liked what we didn't you know all that kind of thing so that was also super cool we got to write a song on tour so do you have any like uh i don't know will you try and change things up if it's kind of kept the same pace for too long you know what i mean yeah man i mean if it's like if it yeah if it's like going the same way for too long and, and it seems really monotonous like we'll definitely change stuff up i mean that's why we like are open to doing faster things you know sometimes you have to you have to pick up the pace like you have to do something different you know what i mean but we generally try to be real slow. But if you know whatever, whatever is going to help the song be the best that it can be. I find you guys pull it off, fucking awesome, man! Like as slow as it is, it's for me. It's always interesting. Like either with what the vocals are doing or the guitar is doing or the whole band is doing all at once. Like I don't know. You guys tend to keep the pace going, even though it is like a really 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 slow tempo most of the time well thanks man i appreciate it i mean i definitely want to be like the heaviest close to funeral doom band that you can be but still go somewhere with it you know like i want the songs to move forward that's that's something i guess i didn't mention before as i do want it to kind of have like a forward motion you know what i mean so if you I have a question. If you had a magic um, tra- time transdimensional telephone and you could call your 16-year-old self and give uh, him a tip about songwriting or about, I don't know, about anything, like, what would you do? What's something you've learned over the years that you were like, fuck, I wish I knew that when I was a kid? Well, I might have been like... Learn to work on tube amps <laughs> so that you can fix them when they blow up on you on tour because that's going to happen to you. <laughs> and um, keep your band name short. And uh, don't let the road get you. <laughs> that's, all I, that's all I really say, I guess. <laughs> I like the tube amp one because fuck. Yeah. That's the worst. Did a bunch of your tube amps break? Oh, fuck, man. This last tour, my head blew t- fucking twice. John's SVT blew three times. And that shit on an SVT is not cheap. 
and he uses KT-88s, and those aren't easy to find, and it's just like this whole situation. You know, like I have a Mesa amp, and I just use Mesa tubes because Mesa kind of hooks me up with tubes, so it's not as bad, but it's still like paying a repairman to make sure you didn't fry some shit or see what you did fry, you know what I mean? But with his SVT, I wish I knew how to fix those. Like, I could probably live off of fixing SVT amps if I knew how to do that. I could probably live off fixing SVT heads if I was my only customer. Yeah, exactly. Fuck. I mean, it is just, it's insane, man. It's like, but they sound great. You know, they're like amazing heads. It's just, you know, kind of rough. So I would definitely tell myself to learn how to work on tube amps. That's a good call, man. You know, keep the band-aid short. I would definitely do that. And then just to, like, to not give up, to keep it going. Because there's, like, a couple of times in my life where I was, like, starting to kind of give up on this shit. So. Are you are you glad that you haven't at this point? Yeah. I mean, I you know, that's the thing, though. Is, like, I always, like, you know, talk shit about, about giving it up, but I can't. Like, I don't. Like, this is all I've done since I was, you know, I've played a guitar since I was eight years old. Like, I've wanted to be in a band and write songs and tour the world and stuff for as long as I can remember. So it's just like, I'll never realistically be able to quit. But, you know, you go through, like, you'll have a band breakup or some, like, real heavy shit financially will happen to you on the road or something where you're just like, oh, like, what am I doing with my life? You know, like, this kind of thing. I always wonder what that's like, like, having not having music and not fucking being under constant financial strain it i don't know if it's nice like it's never happened to me yet um i mean i don't know like i think about that all the time you know i think that it's probably like you have a a different it's a different kind of stress so like you know we have the stress of this financial burden and like all the things that come with being a touring musician and all this stuff but they have like the stress of you know never leaving the state like never seeing shit and wondering about what it's like to do that you know what I mean like I may not have a lot of money but my silly band has taken me all sorts of places yeah there's a that's definitely a good feeling so you know that's that's the thing like even like and it, and it wasn't until uh when i was like 30 years old that i got to like tour with my own band like i did a tour with catheter in 2010 like i played bass for them you know or whatever but it wasn't until i was 30 that i like got out there on my own merit like with my own band and like some stuff that i'd done myself you know what i mean so it's like a lot of guys they give up before that and they have this financial prosperity but they're never gonna you know, it's going to be harder for them to get out and do that, I guess. They start having kids, and, you know, there goes your disposable income, I guess. So, you know, <laughs> I think it's just a different kind of stress, you know? Yeah, I, I always wonder, but I'm sure we'll both find out at some point when we're, like, too fucking old to, to tour at all. Yeah, I think about that, too. Like, what am I going to do? Like, am I? what am I going to be playing... You know, when I'm like fucking 55. Yeah. Like, am I still going to be playing like fast grindcore and super heavy doom or what? Like, what am I going to do then? So. Yeah, you never know, man. Yeah, man. Hopefully you're in better shape than fucking Dixie Dave. 
Yeah, I don't drink Robitussin. So. <laughs> yet. Yeah, not yet. <laughs> but I'm, I'm hoping I'll be all right. But, you know, that guy can write some riffs. The new Weed Eater is really good. Have you listened to that? No, no, I haven't. Oh, man, it is a banger. We listened to it the whole, the whole last tour. That's another band I think has never put out a bad record. No shit. Yeah, I love Weed Eater. I think that they're the coolest weed metal band that there is, except for them and Bongzilla are the coolest weed doom bands that there are to me. Aren't they the, like, only two? I guess there's Bong Ripper. I mean, yeah, I like Bong Ripper, and there's, and like, Sleep and stuff, and I love Sleep, you know? I'm not saying that I don't like Sleep, but it's not... It, those two bands are just, like, a little dirtier or whatever. They're, like, closer to grief. Ah, I see. You know? Do you think you'll ever do like a? I'm surprised you haven't done like a like a pot worship band. Um, I'm like, it's because I have this weird view on that shit, especially because I live in in Colorado and it's illegal here, and you got all these like pedestrian people moving in here and so like moving here for weed and stuff, you know, and like acting like fools. I just feel like. I can just smoke weed and talk about it just like a tiny bit. I don't have to make it my whole thing, you know. But when Bongzilla and Weed Eater started, that shit was illegal everywhere, and they live in places where it is still illegal and still scary to smoke it, and it's still like a rebellion thing, you know. Yeah, that's that's a good take on it, man. You know, and I don't know, man. I just like I got like bigger problems than I just like got shit to say. Mm-hmm. I guess like maybe I'm too serious. I don't know. Just picture this. If you start a pot worship band, you could get, just envision this, the Colorado Rockies baseball team logo and then somehow put the band name into it. I just fucking made that up on the spot. All right. Well, if I do it, I'll make sure that you sign off on that. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you know, man, I would probably play guitar in a fun band like that just for, like, something to do. But I could never be, like, the front man of that or, like, be the – like, I'm not going to, like, put that together. I don't know. Yeah. No, I, I understand, man. I mean, you know, now if Dixie Dave was like, hey, man, let's do a fucking band, I'd be like, all right, dude. <laughs> I would do that, but that's not what's going to happen. Yeah, so. yeah, for sure. Well, you know what? That's uh, That's all the questions I – I have for you, man. Cool, man. Well, hopefully I gave you some, you know, answers that made a little bit of sense. So. No, totally, man. It was, uh, it was great talking to you about this, uh, this sort of, this sort of stuff. And yeah, man, I appreciate it. It was fun. Yeah, no worries, man. I'll let you know when this eventually gets, uh, gets posted online. And if you think up a clever name for it, uh, please let me know. Cause I don't have one yet. Yeah, man, I will. Let me know when you get it going. If I think of something, I'll uh, I'll tell it to you. But I'll, and I'll you know I'll share it and all that stuff when you're all set. So. All right. Well, I I appreciate that, man. Yeah, man. Thanks for asking me. Hey, no worries. But uh, yeah, Ethan McCarthy, check out uh, Primitive Man, their latest split with Northless. Check out any Primitive Man, any Vermin Womb, and that's it. Don't check out anything else. <laughs> But anyways, yeah, thanks again, man. Have a have a good night, dude. Hey man, you too. Take care. Alright, take care, man. Bye. Okay, bye.